1: Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to
2: Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport, and
1: me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Brought to you
2: by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready, are you? Welcome to Stuff You Should Know from HowStuffWorks.com.
0: Hey and welcome to the podcast. This creepy, creepy podcast. It's not even Halloween. Bill coming. I'm Josh. That's Chuck. This is stuff you should know. Mm-hmm. How you doing? I'm well, sir. Good, <laughs> Chuck. Um, it's gonna sound like a bad edit. I'm sorry to our producer <laughs> Jerry for that one. That was just weird. Uh, Chuck, I think uh, I speak for everybody when I say I want to hear about one of your favorite movies. One uh, called Dr. Strange Love. Yes. Subtitled, or How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love the Bomb.
3: Great, great film. Do you like this one as well? I've only seen parts of it here, though. I've never seen the whole thing. You continually disappoint me cinematically. I I can't (laughs) help it. It's all I ever do, Chuck. Yeah, that was, uh, I think, in 1964, Stanley Kubrick's awesome, awesome, awesome movie.
0: I did like Eyes Wide Shut. I made my entire family go to the theater to see it for my birthday. You're kidding. There was a (laughs) row of uncomfortable people seated on either side of me. It was hilarious.
3: Wow. Uh, I like that movie, too, but I can't imagine taking my mother. (laughs) Um, anyway, getting back to Kubrick, uh, 1964, yeah, Doctor Strangelove, um, starred Peter Sellers in three different roles, mm-hmm. as uh, Doctor Strangelove, mm-hmm. as uh, an army officer in England, and as the president of the United States.
0: That sounds familiar. Yeah, tour de force performance. It was awesome. It yeah, was the parts he was born to play.
3: But I know why you bring this up because Doctor Strangelove, the character of Doctor Strangelove, was a a Nazi. Well, you know, uh, the
0: U.S. used to like to poach Nazi uh, scientists after the war. True. You know?
3: Well, and that's exactly what happened in the movie. And um, he has a condition, even though they don't speak of it in the film, um, it's pretty clear once you know something about it. It's alien hand syndrome is what's going on there. And he loses control of his arm and he does the Zieg Heil and... Beats his arm into
0: submission, and it's really, really funny. (laughs) He has some real trouble with it, I remember. He does. Yeah, so uh, I I think that's very appropriate that we just talked about that movie, Chuck, because this very podcast is about alien hand syndrome. Wow. How nuts is that?
3: I know. It's almost as if we planned it.
0: Yeah, kind of. So, uh, Chuck, um, this one's yours. I would like everybody to go ahead and read this uh, by my... um It's called How Alien Hand Syndrome Works. Mm -hmm. It was written by my colleague uh, and love of my life, Charles W. Bryant. (laughs) Go on. Who I could never do without. Go on. Um, And uh, basically, Alien Hand Syndrome uh, was first uh, recognized in 1909, I understand. True. It was first described. By the Germans, mm-hmm. right? And um, it wasn't until 1972 that it really became part of the the medical lexicon. Right. Or accepted by the medical establishment, am I correct? Yeah. Okay. So since 1909, when it was first noticed, um, there have been 50 cases or less. Yeah. So documented, right? I mean, that's the definition of extremely rare. So what is it? I mean, are these people just crazy? What's the deal?
3: Well, I should point out, though, that they're or possibly a lot of other cases that have never been officially diagnosed, but it's still really rare.
0: Is it because they they were mistaken for crazy?
3: Maybe. Yeah? I would say so, because what happens um, when you have alien hand syndrome is your hand, one of your hands will involuntarily start doing something. Right. And you don't know what's happening until you look down and see your hand. If you're asleep, you might not even know what's happening. <laughs> Uh, Wait, wait, wait.
0: I'm sorry. I'm very sorry because I I wasn't aware of this. This can go on while you're sleeping. Oh, yeah. I did not know that.
3: Yeah, it can go on while you're asleep. Wow. Um, So what happens is your hand just starts doing things and it's all uh, purpose-oriented, which is one of the most fascinating parts of it. Like your hand will grab the remote control and change the channel or tear at your shirt or unbutton your shirt. Yeah. And it seems like something out of a movie, but it's real. It is real. It's crazy. But there's some science behind it, which
0: I know you're into. Uh, well, first of all, of what I understand, there's four main hallmarks to this, uh, This, di- I guess, disease or, or uh, disorder. disorder. Yeah. Um, one is that the, the um, I guess, offending limb uh, feels like it's foreign. Right. Uh, another hallmark is that uh, when you're not looking at it. Or alien. Yes, that's that's an even better way to put it. Um When you're not looking at it, it doesn't feel like it's a part of your body or that it's attached maybe. Uh-huh. Um, and that there people who suffer from alien hand syndrome have trouble uh, distinguishing between um w- what's voluntary movement. Right. Like, oh, I want to grab that cup of coffee and what the alien hand is doing. Right. It doesn't seem to them that it's coming from the same place, although it is, which I know we'll get to in a second, right? Sure. Uh and then the fourth one is that um the the limb is often personified. Like it has its own um right. its own personality. Yeah. Maybe you call it Roger. Well, a lot of people do name the limb. Is
3: Roger a popular name? Uh, I bet it's number 1. I Roger the hand. So those are the four
0: hallmarks, Chuck. Yes. All right. Um but what's what, let's talk about the brain the aspects of the brain that are thought to be responsible for this.
3: Yeah, we've learned a lot about the brain ourselves from doing this podcast. I know. It's pretty amazing.
0: The number one thing I've learned is that we know almost nothing about the brain.
3: I know. Yeah. We can put man on the moon, which happened, and uh supposedly, supposedly and we still don't even know uh, exactly what's going on with brain function. Uh they do know that there are, you know, certain things like two hemispheres, four
0: lobes, lateralization of brain function. Which we've talked about. Explain that real quick. Uh, Well, lateralization of of brain function is uh, say the left side of the brain being more detail oriented while the right side of the brain uh, evaluates the big picture. Very nice. So the brain functions are lateralized. One side is responsible for one thing and the other is responsible for the other.
2: Hey fam, I'm Simone Boyce. I'm Danielle Robay. And we're the hosts of The Bright Side, a daily podcast from Hello Sunshine that's guaranteed to light up your day. It's molecular, you know? Listen to The Bright Side from Hello Sunshine on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old (laughs) Oh, yeah. And to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right.
3: You did such a good job there. I'm going to ask you to explain uh, alien hand syndrome with the brain.
0: Okay. And actually, I have to tell you, I went behind your back and I did a little additional research. I came up with a couple of other things, too. Okay. Will you forgive me? I can take it. All right. So... There, there's one uh, really clear way that alien hand syndrome is uh, is created, and that is a, uh, a usually a lesion uh-huh. on the corpus callosum, right. Which, as you so aptly put it in the article, is like the uh, the brain's email server. Yeah, it's a bundle of nerves that are important in communication between the hemispheres and different regions of the brain.
3: Right. You need the key to the brain is to have the lobes and hemispheres all working together. And that happens thanks to some, you know, the corpus callosum.
0: Right. So, um, when, when that doesn't happen and the brains aren't, the regions of the brain aren't communicating with each other, mm-hmm. specifically, say, the frontal lobe. Right. Which is involved in planning and organizing action. Right. Uh, when that happens, uh, say, it's, it can't send a message to the motor strip, which actually carries out those movements, right? Right. Um, it, when that happens, the motor strip isn't dead, it's still functioning. Uh-huh. So it may just be sending random messages to your arm right. to say, grasp that, you know, grasp that shirt and pull at it. Oh, it's your shirt, but do it anyway. Right. That kind of thing. So that so whenever there's a there's a uh, malfunction, uh, again, usually caused by a lesion on the corpus callosum, uh-huh. uh, where the the frontal lobe and the motor strip um, are engaged in, in telling each other what's going on. There is this purposeless motion, which mm-hmm. is alien hand syndrome. You got it. And really think about it. Purposeless motion is basically just um, and, and motor activity out of context. There's no context to it. So, I mean, like all of a sudden your hand's grabbing uh, a coffee mug, mm-hmm. right? Um, but it, it seems foreign and weird because you don't understand why. You didn't form the thought that said, I need that coffee cup. Right. Which I guess makes the whole thing kind of chilling. It is. Indeed, and, and even worse, Chuck. There's no, there's no cure, is there?
3: No, there is no cure. Um, you know, they've done some studies as as recently as 2007. One of the reasons they haven't done that many studies over the years is because it's so rare. Yeah, I should just say that. And it's not. Um, I guess you could say it's not dangerous. It's more of a nuisance than anything. There have been really, really rare cases where someone's like choked themselves to death. No, 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 not okay. to death. But they found their hand like creeping up around their throat, which is really creepy. Yeah. But um, since it's not that, since it's so rare and since it doesn't do any real damage to your body, they haven't really been interested in studying it that much. But they did in 2007 a bit, and put people in an fMRI machine, Mm -hmm. and they found, you know, they basically said what you just said, which is the motor strip has been singled out as a center of activity, even though they don't know what triggers it.
0: It's still shooting messages, but it's not it's not taking orders any longer for that one side. Uh, of the of the body, that one limb. Exactly. From the frontal lobe. Exactly. Uh, also, there, there's another thing. Um, it, it's kind of a variation on um, uh, alien hand syndrome, which, by the way, is also called anarchic hand. Yes. Um, and, and Dr. Strangelove syndrome. Uh, yeah. Is that for real? Yeah. Yeah. I
3: think cool. that's probably like a more casual term that doctors use you know, sure. when they're playing golf and stuff.
0: Especially if they're Kubrick fans, right? Right. So um, th- there's a. it's kind of a variation on it. It's caused by damage to the parietal lobe. Um, and usually what it results in is, a, basically a levitation of the hand. Um, and it's, I, I, can't tell if it's dominant, the dominant hand, like, um, with, with, um, with corpus colossal damage, corpus colossum damage. Uh-huh. Uh, usually that is the non-dominant hand. So if you're right-handed, your left hand's gonna be alien hand. Uh, okay, yeah. If you have actual damage to the frontal lobe, mm-hmm. that usually results in the dominant hand. If you're right-handed, your right hand would have alien hand syndrome. Damage to the parietal lobe doesn't go one way or the other necessarily, but what happens is, uh, especially when you close your eyes, um, the hand will start to levitate uh, because they're no longer in sync um, and it makes you know dressing kind of difficult, that right. kind of thing. Uh, so parietal lobe damage, since the parietal lobe is responsible for sensation and sensory um, input, when you close your your eyes oh, right. your hand just kind of goes a little wacky because like like you said in the article visual cues kind of uh, are very important in associating your hand with your body when right. it's when it's dissociated like this right
3: right uh and like you said there's no cure um i think you said that i think you said it no, either way you said it uh there is no cure a lot of times there this seems humorous but people will do things like um wear an oven mitt. yeah or keep their hand occupied by giving it something to hold on to and uh some cases it's so severe that they've actually like tie their hand behind their back wow i know wow
2: hey fam i'm simone Boyce. i'm danielle robay and we're the hosts of the bright side a daily podcast from hello sunshine that's guaranteed to light up your day It's molecular, you know? Listen to The Bright Side from Hello Sunshine on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elliot
3: Connie, and this is Family Therapy.
2: My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and and work towards it.
1: i never seen a man How'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: Um, But Josh, we're not done yet. Mm -hmm. One of the things I thought was interesting was all the different times that Alien Hen Syndrome has been portrayed in some way or another in... Books and TV and movies.
0: Yeah, I like this
3: point you made. about that yeah. it, that it's as many as there have been real cases or more. Yeah, there have been. Uh, it's been depicted on the silver screen. Yes, and small screen, and it goes back all the way to 1935. Mm-hmm. Uh, the film Mad Love uh, followed an obsessed doctor. Replace the hands of a would be lover's husband mm-hmm. with those of a knife wielding murderer? <laughs> yeah, I
0: looked this movie up because I hadn't heard of it before. Uh-huh. And, um, it was actually, um, the Mad Doctor's played by Peter Lorre. And he's oh, totally bald. Like, Peter Lorre's not creepy looking enough. He is, right. his, his head is bald as a baby's butt. Wow. And he looks really creepy. Interesting. Like, he, I'm sure he played the part very, very well. Uh, The Adams Family, Josh? Actually, I watched, um, Those, I think, all all, well, two of those movies recently, they're actually really good movies. Yeah, my brother worked on the second one. Did he? Good stuff. Yeah, young Christina Ricci had a a crush
3: on him. Really? It is true. Wow. But she was, you know. Do you think she remembers him now? Uh, I bet she does. She sent him Christmas gifts for a couple of years. What? And Angelica Houston had the hots for him, too. What? My brother's a handsome guy. I guess so. Um, Off track there, but interesting nonetheless. Um, Adam's family had the thing. Sure. Which That's wasn't quite right. alien hand syndrome, but... No, it was like a detached hand. Exactly. Yeah, but doing its own thing, sure. purposeful things. So. Yeah. Lots it was also very
0: helpful a lot, too. Drove the getaway car for Fester. True. Yeah. So, Chuck, yeah, I find it interesting, too, that um, that Hollywood has this fascination with it. and
3: Well, so creepy and cool and unknown. And it, it
0: is, but at the same time, apparently modern medicine doesn't have as much of an interest as hollywood does this is true. sad so yeah. uh get to it physicians and uh medical researchers of all stripes and while you're doing that we're going to do some listener mail josh you know what we're doing haiku theater i'm ready for this chuck i've been waiting for this one, i know bud. this is I, good i'm very psyched about
3: this the haikus are rolling in at an unprecedented rate uh veronica 13 it's hot in winter all the people start to melt. Welcome to Texas. Nice. So I'm guessing she's from Texas. Yeah. Uh, this one is from Crystal Dupuy. I found your podcast. I just could not get enough. Told Chuck I love y'all. He sent me a pic, which I added to my shrine. Just kidding, not nuts. Keep up the great work. Can't wait to hear the next one. Why Chuck love haikus? (laughs) That's an excellent question. (laughs) It is. Uh, Diego Garcia of Philadelphia, city of uh, brotherly love. Mm -hmm. Glasses caked with filth. Nanner's yogurt strawberry smoothie aftermath. Yes. So you must have made one of my smoothies. Yeah. Uh, Andy 16 from Idaho says, I want to suggest a podcast about Greek myths that would be so boss. And I love the use of the word boss there. Yeah. And we have two more. Uh, Sandra Thompson of Irvine, California.
0: I learn neat things
3: when listening on the train. Then the song,
0: I'm sad. And uh, I guess the, the music that she's talking about is the the outro music. The end. Sure, the end of the podcast. Well, thanks for that. Uh, and then we
3: got one from Bob, capital B-O-B, exclamation point. Bob! is how he says his name, apparently. And he wrote us a limerick, but explained that he would do so in the form of a haiku. I'm not sure that's possible. He said, It ain't a haiku. It's a limerick you see. Hope you enjoy it. And now the limerick. The edited version. It's Friday the 13th today. A day for bad luck, so they say. So I'll damn Josh and Chuck, because they have all the luck. Let's keep out of misfortune's way.
0: Fantastic. Gosh, I love that. Thank you, Bob. Bob! <laughs> and thanks to uh, everybody who wrote in, whether you sent us a haiku or otherwise. Um, and if you have not done so yet, you can send us something. The email is stuffpodcast at com. For
2: more on this and thousands of other topics, visit howstuffworks.com. Let us know what you think. Send an email to podcast at howstuffworks.com.
3: 20 to receive $20 off your first month for listening to this podcast. Switch now at Visible.com. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. The Visible monthly rate is $25 per month.
1: Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's reality, podcast. reality Podcast. We
2: have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room.
1: We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right.